Yo. All right. So, my friends, Charlie's internet is broken. That Miami internet. Miami internet. It's not live yet anyway. Give it a minute. Give it a minute to hit. Hit. Give it a minute to hit. Give it a minute to hit. There it is. There it is. Be live. Live. Yo, what's up, everybody? So Charlie's internet is pulling that Miami bullshit again. I'm going to start the show. I'm going to start the show a little bit solo, just for a second. Well, he gets his robbery started, but you know what? I'm going to start it with something special because tomorrow our new EP, the Force EP, drops on Fool Gold, Fool's Gold Record at Records. I'm going to play one of the tracks for you.
can shine too. Yes, yes. Woo. Okay, what well, we got? We got Charlie on the mobile Dude, phone. This is the T-Mobile, the T-Mobile cam. T-Mobile cam. Yo, you better not be dropping names like that, man. Unless we get paid. I mean, it's the uh, C-Mobile cam. It's the mo. It's the mobile phone cam. Dude, this internet sucks down here. I miss. I miss UE. I miss New York. Where internet was good. Actually, you know what? That's a bunch of BS because I remember that the, the thing would drop all the time when I was in Brooklyn. That Florida infrastructure, man. You know, we don't really have much of infrastructure here, but we do have gators. Nice. Golf. Gators and golf. And up paddle boards. Uh-huh. And polluting uh, gender reveal parties <laughs> and playgraves and playgraves. Yes, Florida representing. Yo, I'm so glad that that uh, the latest EP is coming out, and I'm so glad that we get to share that piece of music with Harry Brown because that is one of the stronger. I mean, look, there's a lot of great music on this new album. I love that cut, man. So so great. That one, yeah, that came out really special. And you know, I mean, next month here on Schmoozin, every week we're going to feature live performances and interviews with the, the guests and the co-creators of our album. So it's going to be fun to celebrate with all you Lost Resort crew. Um, but you know what? We got, oh, today, first of all, we got a great show today. Oh, yeah. We got Paul Johnson, the Chicago legend, prolific house producer, incredible DJ, yeah. one of our favorites. It's so heavy. Eli and I, we were looking at his discography, and it is just abundant. I mean, we, abundant. we know, but like really, when you talk about a producer who's made dance music for as long as he has, and the amount, the volume of awesome music, pretty unique incredible. and special. Yeah, and we also got, opening it up, Conclave, our boy Toribio from Ooh. Brooklyn. Um, gonna be celebrating his new release, his new single leading up to an album on Love Injection Records, um, New York's own. So it'll be great to catch up about what's been going on. Oh yeah, in that city. But you know, here's the intro. This is something special for you. Schmooze, schmooze. So Schmooze, schmooze. So, so, Are you ready? The show's about to start. So, look, first and foremost, this week, with a heavy heart and very kind of uh, upset, shaken up, like kind of mad at myself, um, you know, about not acknowledging how serious all this racism and hate against Asian people in the United States has been. You know, I've been seeing people posting on it on social media and just, and just haven't really, never really dug in. Like, obviously, you know, I, I was really adamantly against our former president calling the COVID, the COVID uh, coronavirus, um, you know, the Chinese flu or whatever he was calling it at different times. I mean, that was already wrong when public officials are already are spewing hate. That's like, it only lead to bad things as we've seen in so many cases. But I, you know, I take responsibility for not getting more involved in 
um, and standing up for, for our Asian brothers and sisters. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, this what went down in Atlanta a couple of days ago is just like the worst case scenario. I guess not the worst, but a terror. It's like terrible outcome of all this hate being spread. And, you know, another crazy white domestic terrorist with guns going and killing people um, for some bullshit. So, you know, I think we need to do a better job of speaking out against hate against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders. Um, there's a website called stopaapihate.org. Um, you can go and report a hate incident. Um, you know, you, there's also, if we're trying, we also can donate or support an organization called Asian Americans Advancing Justice. I'm gonna drop on here. I'm gonna drop the link as well in the chat. Um, it's, yeah, I think, I mean, it's all of our responsibility to stand up against hate against any, any groups, any of us, um, you know, right now, especially Asians, always black and brown people in America who are constantly discriminated against. Um, but yeah, I mean, right now I think it's important to show some solidarity and give money or just educate yourself. I'm trying to do that, trying to read up on what we can do. And, you know, something that's also so important, you know, for all us white allies is, Noticing, acknowledging, and um, confronting racism when you see it around you, whether that's your friends, your family, or a stranger, it can be really hard and uncomfortable. But I think, you know, it's hard and uncomfortable living as a black person, brown person, Asian person when you have to deal with this. And it's it's our job because we have it so much easier in so many ways to face that uncomfort head on and take these steps. So that's my, uh, it's my soapbox in for today, but I, you know. <laughs> yo, I don't want to discount. I don't want to discount what's going on in all this hatred that's emerging against Asian Americans. But I, I just, whenever I see young people as the aggressors, it just like, I don't, it's not a sympathy, but it's just, it, it makes me feel like something needs to be done for young people, you know, mentorship, education and I, I i know it runs deep but i just these are you know 21 yeah you're you're an, you're an adult but you're a kid you know terrible decision making at 21 i mean years that's that's putting it very mildly terrible decision terrible decision yeah. i mean just uh, i mean across that's the board terrible. that's like you know i don't mean this guy eli i mean across the board 21 year olds terrible decision making you know i just i think you know, one thing that our country we're just we're lacking is a fundamental education, mentorship, guidance. Perhaps someone wouldn't be led astray down this path of hatred. And uh, perhaps these these kind of school shootings and this kind of domestic terrorism would would cease if, if people had a feeling of hope and that they were headed somewhere in their lives. I don't know. For sure. I think we need a better education system for sure. And it's especially bad right now. I mean, with COVID, that's a whole other yeah. conversation, you know, um, I, I really feel for any kids, school age kids right now going through this. So I feel like it's going to be a whole generation that's going to be you eating some candy right now. I'm having some candies over there. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess just just try to we gotta try to do better as the as white folks as all all folks here in the U.S. for doing a better job of coming together and calling it out and standing up against hate as much as we can, and also some gun control. But that's a whole other conversation too. Uh, I want to drop some other announcement on the more musical tip, um, which is next weekend, not this weekend, the weekend after, we're going to be having an e-funk virtual festival. We're going to be having an e-funk virtual festival on the Soul Clap Music Twitch. Um... Oh, we lost Charlie again. That damn Florida internet, man. Um, yes, Saturday starting at noon Eastern. Um, and again, Sunday starting at 10 a.m. Actually with my Unicorn Disco for Tots show. That's that's going to kick it off with some classic hip-hop classics. On Unicorn Disco for Tots this week, we're doing uh, hip-hop classics, old school hip-hop. Mostly 90s, because that's my shit. Maybe some 80s. Maybe some 2000s, too. You never know. Um, so, yeah, Saturday, Sunday, next week is House of E-Funk. Celebrating what would have been House of E-Funk Miami for Winter Music Conference, Miami Music Week. But sadly, we're 19 years in as Soul Clap, going to, my, going to Winter Music Conference. Last year was 22. 2020 was going to be our 20th year. Got canceled. 2021? Canceled again. So, but we'll be back. 2022 will be 20 years of Soul Club at WMC, and we will be celebrating. Celebrating with mad gigs. It's only a year away. <laughs> but maybe there'll be some stuff in Miami before then because it's popping down there. You know, it's popping. For this e-funk party, we got Jimster, we got Spinna, we got Darling Chuck, Shortcut, Wayne Williams, Spinnerita, Ash Lauren, Miha, DJ Minx, Analog Soul, Paul Johnson, who's also joining us on the show today. Ardalon, Salah Anansi, Francois K, Kemet, Justin Martin, Heather, Kai Alsay, Will Renoir, Ramon Russell, Jubilee, DJ Sneak, and the Mike B. Damn, that lineup is stoked. Very excited to be hosting that on Soul Clap Music. Um, and yes, we're gonna keep it moving. We got our Bandcamp song of the week about to come in, but we're doing something special this week with our Bandcamp song of the week. Because we're going to be celebrating it with the artist in person whose song it is. We got our our homeboy. Yeah. yeah. You already know. What's up? What's up? Welcome. Welcome. Welcome, Thank man. So for having me on this schmooze. It's great to have you. It's great to see your face. Poppy. Oh, you already know. <laughs> Where are you at right now? I'm in my studio in Bushwick, Bushwick, Ridgewood area. Um, yeah, nice trying to weather this weather, and yeah, we out here, dude. Weather the weather, I mean, at least it feels like spring. That's been that's been positive. We got blessed, yeah, last week. It's just, I love, I love it. I love the spring more than the fall just because it's the promise of summer, and like I got it super hyped. I mean, we still have to weather this bullshit, but just like you got reminded last week, like, hey, guess what's coming up in a few months, you know. You're about to be, be yeah, about to be outside and dancing. And I mean, 
I've heard from some folks that, that New York on the, on the official tip is going to be doing like very lenient on granting licenses, cutting a lot of the fees for outdoor events. So looks like the city's embracing, embracing dance music culture or just music culture being outside for the summer. Yeah. 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 They kind of did it towards the end of the summer last summer too, which is good. And That's so great. this summer's only going to be more because we already know what to expect. We know it's not going to be normal. So we're going to make the best out of it as we always do. Yeah. But I mean, you've made the the most out of this time, really. You've been, you kind of, you you finished a, an album at the beginning of, of pandemic, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Finished the album and then we've just been mixing it, taking our time with it. Cause you know, you know, everything it has been crazy because like we, we had plans to like, obviously as everyone did to put it out and then it's just like nope let's wait a month i'm like all right let's put it out next month it's funny like in hindsight we're like hey all right everyone check in check in everyone's cool for next month yeah and then like psych <laughs> uh uprisings like psych uh you know like uh but now it's finally gonna happen when's that when's the album gonna drop the album is we're looking at may like uh may. Cool. Sec, like the third of last week in may yeah, it's really, it was really similar for us. You know, like we got our album coming out the the April twenty second, but it was like we basically finished mixing it over a year ago, February twenty twenty. Yeah, we were in LA. We like luckily we we got it in before you know shit went wild. Shit got really wild, so we could mix it in person, and then yeah, um, and then just you know took our time max mastering it. Shout out to to the to our mutual friend Phil Moffa, who Phil mastered Moffa. it all for us, Shout man. Out to Moffa, Turned it to out. Studios. What's your uh, sounds? Lost Souls of Saturn. He he he's with Seth Troxler in that project too. And he yep. just, he's like my big bro. Love that dude. Yo, he was just such a joy to work with, and like so patient, and like just oh, getting. It was just nice to like have the creative process not be rushed at all. Yeah, he's the um, that was cool, and like he was cool with that, and it's exciting. It's exciting to put out music even though this time is crazy, you know, to, to finish music, put out music. Is that Charlie? Is he back? Is he back? He's back. Hey, Dude, this, what's going on? <laughs> is that hurricane? What's up? What man? is going on? It's the gators biting the fucking uh, cable lines. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> what happened before? How come that even cut out? I don't even know what's going on. I got rat. We got rats in the kitchen. Yeah. There's a rat in the kitchen. There's a rat in my kitchen. It works better with a mullet. You got to grow a mullet and then your internet's sick. If I had a... <laughs> in Florida, dude. Oh, what did I miss, guys? Whatever. I heard you we, said, we welcome Caesar to the show. Um, we we're just catching up a little bit. Talking yeah. about, actually, you know, he has has been having a similar, similar process to us with just pushing the album back to take the time to do everything, everything right. Yeah. You know, since there doesn't feel like a rush these days. You know, yeah, I think that's wise. Nice it's that. a wise move. Yeah. yeah, and um, you know, well, let's play, let's play one of the, let's play our Bandcamp song of the week first, yeah. and then we'll talk, then we'll schmooze some more. So let's let's play that. The Bandcamp song of the week. <laughs> I bet you didn't know we had James Earl Jones up on here. Yo, that's official, dude. <laughs> <laughs> After coming to America. Uh, oh shit! <laughs> um, all right, so here we go. This song is "Perdón." It's off the latest um, single or the latest, I guess, twelve-inch 
It also features Louis Vega remixes, which I think we'll play too, but I just wanted to Please. drop the original um, first. Thank you. 
Yes, yes, Charlie. Yo. Um, <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh, snap. Drop that Louis beat. Comment on that last one, though. That's such a dope. You're like, the harmonies are so dope. And there's this. It gives me such like a Minneapolis feel. Oh, dope. Awesome. You know, I don't know Super if that was dope. intentional, but I was getting Prince vibes. I mean, definitely, and throughout the album too. There's a, there's definitely that in there, even yeah. more intentional uh, that. But yeah, like uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis is like one of my favorite, like producing duos of all Ooh. time. So it's just like, mm. definitely. You, have you seen uh, DJ Shortcut on Twitch at all? No. He uh, he did like a tribute to Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis oh, playing sure. only music videos. Oh man, I got like check v- that. Serato DJing music videos. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's awesome. Yeah, man, they're the shit, man. Like, they're superheroes of mine for sure, production-wise. Yeah, so for sure. Definitely in there, yeah. For sure, Minneapolis it runs deep. Yeah, man. Look um, at this. E. Sorry, get this. I just looked and finally got the final word on what the heck is going on on my end, internet-wise. Mm-hmm. And X, the, the internet's out in the whole neighborhood till um, 8 p.m. Till 8 p.m. No TV, wow. no internet, no phones. Wow. Nice. <laughs> so this is it. Uh-oh. Guess I'm going to have to produce. I guess I'm going to have to drop all the videos. For you got to drop the videos. Um, That's not cool. It's cool. We're also, you know, Caesar. we also produce the show. We're not just the hosts. We're also <laughs> yeah. the producers. We're not just uh, the hair club mem- uh, presidents, but we're also clients. You're not just so, pretty faces. <laughs> yeah, we're not just pretty faces. We're also behind the scenes. Um... 
So yeah, tell us a little bit about this Conclave project. I mean, like I've known you as Toribio, as the DJ, as the producer. Mm -hmm. You dropped an EP on Most Excellent Unlimited mm -hmm. um, a few years back, which I see behind you actually. Yeah, shout out. Um, and then, you know, a couple, I guess, was the first one Sunny was the first Conclave release? Yeah, yeah that was the first And I remember, one. I mean, that was like a year, that was like a little bit before. It was like almost exactly to the day a year ago. Yeah, but like luckily you had sent me the promo, so I actually got to play that at gigs. Thank God. That was like <laughs> this amazing closing song awesome. at a few gigs before everything shut down because it's just so powerful. I mean, Sunny is such an amazing song, but then oh, yeah. I just didn't realize you had that kind of vocal range. <laughs> but now you've like proven on multiple tracks. And I think we can play Sunny in a minute, but mm -hmm. um, I'd like to like – just like tell us about how Conclave happened, how you kind of decided to make the move from just kind of like producing, making making more DJ music to like really kind of stepping in into being a, an actual mini band, I guess. I mean, you play the yeah. keys and you sing, but then there's also a whole band to this, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like the whole plan right now is just like once things open up, it's going to be rotating musicians. And, you know, I mean, I grew up um, playing music. Like uh, I'm a musician first and then a DJ. Um, so like I grew up, I'm trained playing drums. I went to like school for that, went to college for that stuff. So I've always been making all types of music. Um, and I always had the idea, luckily, you know, I, you know, I can sing a little bit, like I grew up in the church. So I, like, I, I was like, man, this is something I can use that, you know, that will set me apart from other DJ producer types, you know, and there's a lot of understanding I grew up with culturally, musically. Uh, with like Afro Latin, Afro diasporic rhythms and stuff like that. And, you know, with Conclave, so, you know, I came up first off with like that whole concept. It's, it's uh, deeper than what it seems, but in a, in a nutshell, I'll try to not talk too much, but. um, Well, it is schmoozing. You can talk as much as you yeah. want. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Well, shit. Um. Yeah, so basically I started, you know, I came here after after college from Boston and came over here. Um, and I started DJing parties and I was like, I want a different concept. So I came up, I was trying to look up for a word for like, you know, a get together. But, you know, all of you don't want something as corny. Came across the word conclave and I looked it up and I was like, okay, I see the word clave in there. So I looked yeah. it up. Yeah. And I was like, okay, what's this? And so the actual dictionary term is just basically like an assembly. It's like a religious, sacrilegious assembly of people, right? And I was like, okay, tell me more. So I went further uh, <laughs> into it. And it comes from, so when they when the Pope dies and they have to pick the new Pope, from like the first few times that this happened, the new technology at the time was a lock and a key. This was new. And so before that, which is crazy to think about, right? <laughs> uh, and so they decided to make these, use this new technology and make these meetings happen in a room that you could only get in with key, which in Latin is called clave. Clave means key. And, um, and it's, so I was like, oh, okay, sick. And so also clave are, um, they're two sticks that are used in Afro-Caribbean, Afro-Cuban music. Um, and it's also a rhythm. Yes, yeah. uh, the key rhythm in uh, a musical piece. This rhythm is what holds everything together. This rhythm, this clave, is the key piece 
that lets you know where everything is sitting. Without that, you're just in air, right? And so I was like, aha. So I was like, I'm going to call this Conclave. And people Brilliant. are going to are gonna think Conclave or whatever. I'm like, I want them to think all of that. But, you know, especially going back to what's true to me and my roots and stuff, putting all of it together um, with, because like the clave is super profound and ancient and deep because the clave is not only, there's many different types of claves. Mm. There, there's rumba clave, there's song clave, there's the bembe clave, there's this, you know, there's like so many different types of clave. A clave basically is just this rhythm and you find it a lot. You, the basic one that you hear a lot is um, you find it a lot in uh, salsa and stuff like that. It's called the song clave, which is like pa, 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 right? Then everything's right. That clave is um, not only in Latin music, it's in jazz. So if you analyze, because the same slaves that were imported, uh, like products from Africa, were brought over um, to the New World in the in New Orleans, they call it the Congo Square because a lot of the slaves were from El Congo, which is oh, similar wow. to in DR. A lot of the uh, the slaves were brought um, from El Congo to DR which is why our music is a little bit different than the Cubans, because a lot of them are from uh, Nigeria. They're Yoruba. That's another thing. Um, but so in the Congo Square, they were playing these rhythms, and that is super prevalent in jazz. If you ever listen to New Orleans second line music, that's mm -hmm. based on the clave, because it's like, oh, when the saints, oh, when the saints, oh, yeah. when the saints go marching, you know, <laughs> that's the clave. It's right, right there, there, man. It's right that's, there. James Brown has the clave too in his music, and and I, you know, the way I interpret it, and even to like music that's coming out today, you can hear it's it's kind of like you once you understand it, you can you see you start to see it everywhere, and I think some people are intentional, and some it's not intentional. I like to think of it as like it's the ancestors still speaking, coming through you, you know. Where people don't know, you know, like the like playing. This is I'm digressing a little bit too. It's just like what I think. Keep going. What makes this like music super funky? Where the funk is, is all right. So the clave, one of the one of the main claves can be uh, divided into two or three, three or two, because you have the one, two, three, one, two, right? Um, this uh, rhythm. I digressed already. I was going to make. Wait, hold on. I'll throw um, something any... in there. That we yeah. love. I love a good pun. Yeah. And to find this <laughs> amazing pun that not only sums up your musical heritage, but the key, literally, the clave. Yeah. I mean, it's such a brilliant name. And yeah. like, I was hip. I was hip to the double meaning, and yeah. I'm hip to the clave and the, and the different rhythms that are represented. But I love this history. Oh, that's what I was, that's what I was gonna say. Thank you. Just reminded me now. Yeah. So the funk is in between three and two. So there's like oh the clave you can split up in three and two right. Mm. And in music you have um, what is called uh, triple meter and duple meter. Mm. So basically what I, what I'm getting at is the fun the funk the most interesting parts of rhythm and music is when you're in this gray area in between. That's literally what funk is because it's not straight, right? And you're playing with 
the triplets and the, the the duple. So triple meter. So if you're if you're just counting in four, one, two, three, four, this is duple because it's mm. it's divided in two, one and two and three and four and triple meter. You're using triplets. So you're going mm. triplet, 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 triplet. In between is where you find the funk. So in, for instance, in like rumba music and guaguancó, there's a, there's many different congas. Again, they're playing around the, the clave and they're playing these different rhythms. The quinto, which is like the solo drum, they're soloing, playing in between three and four because they're going, if the clave is going ta, 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 ta. If you're playing it straight, you're going ticket, 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 ticket. But if you really is ticket, 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 you know, like so it's going in between triplets and like duple. And that's the same thing that Dilla does. Like this is the ancestors coming through because it's not quantizing shit. Because if you're playing everything straight, the like what what gives it that funk is the irregularity of going mm -hmm. in between three and four, and that's the ancestors coming through that too. Um, and that's like the kind of shit I like to explore and play with and spread with this project. You know? Yeah, I mean, like you definitely, I mean, you hear it in the music as well, right? Those like super, I mean, it's like those open funk Latin beats mm -hmm. that you don't you don't hear a lot of that in in dance music, right? I mean. Yeah. It's it's uh, that connection to Dilla really just blew me away though. That's amazing. That's yo, what, I want to like, throw out like it makes sense. Also, yo, drummers, don't be sleeping on drummers. That's why drummers are always like the cool cats in the band. I'm a drummer. You know, bro. like lead singers are always like out on their ego. Guitar players, they're like kind of aloof. Keyboard Man. players, but like yeah. bass players and drummers, mm -hmm. that's like whole. That's like the glue, man. I yeah, love the, the musical history from 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 the the drummer's perspective. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the, you know, that's like my life. That's like the most interesting in my life. That's like what my life purpose. Like if I could, I would, I wish I could get money and like literally take down and really go in and go to like Nigeria and write down these extra claves and rhythms and, and even like connect it even further because like I could, it's it's everywhere. Even the way they use triplets and they don't even know that, you know, like Migos using triplets and stuff. And it's like, oh, it's like, what what is this? It's just like, yo, that's the fuck. Like that's the, the ancestors. 808 like, trappy hi-hats and stuff. Yeah, and the, and the way they they're, they're speaking and their flow. And that's mm -hmm. also in you know, jazz is is that too because uh just jazz is also, you know, you count it in four, one, two, three, cha 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 cha. But that's triplet. You're going mm. one yeah, triplet, trip triplet, 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 you know. And you get to play on that. And that's what Charlie Parker was like, oh, I'm going to do use swing. And then also some things straight. And it's just like, and that's like, oh, this is amazing. This touches everyone. That's what James Brown does with, uh, we're going to have a funky good. That shuffle. Because oh, yeah. that's four. Yeah. Dun, dun, ting, 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 but, it's, dun, dun, but it's triple it, triple it, check it, That's why yep. everyone, everyone will be like, oh, I like this, you know? <laughs> Because <laughs> it's easier, it's easier. It's not like a. I think it's know, natural. It's natural. Yeah. Which one's natural? The four four or the triplet? No, the both. Tripl I think it's both. It's the I combined think... combination. Yeah. Interesting. 
Interesting. Right. Let's play some more of this. Let's play another song so that people can hear this connect, this kind of thread. Yo, if, if they're watching, I wonder if they're going to be counting at home, if they're <laughs> going to be counting 4-4, four, four, if they're going to be counting the triples. <laughs> yeah, I can't so, see the chat room, but I wonder if the chat rooms count. Tell, chat room, how are you counting this music? Well, we got a, um, we got a, we got a special, we got something special right now. Oh, snap. We got a world premiere. Oh, shit. a world premiere yeah we need a special you know we need a special drop for world premieres too like we have the band camp song we need to get james earl jones back in the yeah. back in the vocal booth for us to record it you know yeah. i've seen him actually did you guys see uh coming to america too yeah I no it. i haven't yet oh man i gotta see it it's pretty no good spoilers, guys come on please <laughs> i'm not gonna spoil it um yeah this is this is so you know so the album is touching on everything that has influenced me naturally it just comes out, you know, but this is more, um, this is more like hip hop type stuff, but the drums, I, I played live drums and also program and I'm trying to play in between subtly that kind of swing, you know, uh, but this is a cover of, of uh, a band. I really like little dragon. Oh, never, nice. heard of them. never heard of them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're one of the one of my favorite bands too. They're yeah, so they're one of my favorite, and so they had this joint twice that came out. It's like beautiful and really somber, but we decided to do it to flip it completely on its head. And I swear to God, you've never heard it like this. Nice. I'm gonna. I want to run and get the vinyl, the 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 Perdon vinyl. I want to show people how dope that was. One sec. I'll be back while you guys listen. Oh, sounds gone. Wait, the sound's gone. I like that he ran out. <laughs> <laughs> it's too exclusive for y'all. It's so exclusive. Wait, the sound is oh. gone, bro. Oh, man. This is funny. We can come back. We should really bust his balls when he gets back. Wait, which album was tri was twice off of? Their first one. That was like the first that was like the first thing they put out that like really put them out uh out wow. there. And I was in college when that came out, you know, and you're in music college too. This is like Little Dragon was definitely a lot of kids in music school love them. And I'm for one sure, of them. For sure. Yeah. yeah uh, we've, uh, I love, I love their music too. And we spent quite a few, quite a, quite a few party hours and studio hours with, uh, Freddie, the drummer, uh, the uh, bass oh, player. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. Frederick, uh, we, we became friends years ago when he was living in Berlin and uh, got to get in close and 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 played on the same festival as them a, a number of times as well. Wait, were you at the? Didn't I see you at the show in uh, elsewhere? Yeah, which I one? You, I think I did see you. Like, yeah, we definitely. Like two, okay, so like like last year, twenty twenty, that doesn't even count as year, right? Yeah. Or like scratching that from. So this would have been, I guess, two thousand nineteen. The one with, with Scott Grooves. Was, was it, it Scott? I played one, and then the other one. I one of when do. Little Dragon performed. Oh no, I didn't. I wasn't. No, nah, I wasn't. No. Nah. Oh no, I thought you were talking oh. about one of your shows. Their show. No, nah, they nah, performed. Yeah. They they had like two nights. They did a night at, at the Apollo, and then they did a night yeah. at elsewhere. Yeah, man. Oh. That's yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't there for that, but I, I probably it was your spirit. It. Your spirit was. Yeah, I think they're super <laughs> dope. They do a really dope. She has this, a dope, soulful way of singing. Um. And she uses a lot, which is interesting. I don't know if it's conscious too. She uses the pentatonic scale, yeah, on her melody choices, which is very uh, common in like Asian music. 
you know oh. but she sings it soulfully so it's like hidden too i don't know if yeah. it's conscious or subconscious you know um but yeah hey the music's not working bro yeah eli didn't uh didn't play we can't hear it can you hear us i don't even know oh i forgot to put the audio on <laughs> <laughs> nice and then i bounced exclusive <laughs> exclusive <laughs> exclusive Yo, this is this can't be a Mercury retrograde. This must be something else. This yeah. must be a soul clap retrograde. <laughs> All right, let's try this again. Try it again. Thank you. 
Yeah, I'm about to hit the report button for that being too fire. <laughs> Man, it's so good, dude. And now I got the link. I can listen to the whole album. <laughs> pretty pretty exciting. Pretty exciting, man. Um, and I love seeing like this this take and also this kind of like this hip-hop, this Dilla style Yeah. on this one, showing that range for sure. Yeah, man. Um, I want to talk also... Well, so I wanted to show the vinyl for for Perdone. Shout out to Love Injection Records. Um, right. I wanted to send a big shout out to Love Injection Records, Paul and Barbie, and also Love Injection Fanzine. But basically, they sent out these personalized hand stamp promos. Ooh. With my name. Jealous. Number nine of 50. And they had this whole, like, kind of like PR press write up, like they used to put in the sleeves of records. And a nice little personal note, too. If you play it, say it. Hi, hope you enjoy this promo. We're looking for solid quotes to use on the hype sticker of the main release. If you like the record, please let us know your thoughts. So that was really that personal touch. I mean, that's what makes Love Injection. So Love Injection Fanzine is a is a New York based um, underground dance music culture magazine, full of amazing interviews and great resource. Yeah, for DJ sure. DJ charts and and. Info, I've learned so much about artists I love or artists I didn't even know about that are doing amazing stuff from that magazine. And so much love goes into that, is injected into the magazine. And <laughs> so you're, you're actually like the, the only artist. They launched the label basically for Conclave, right? <laughs> Not for Conclave, but yeah. Uh, uh, I'm like, yeah, y'all got it. Y'all got to uh, You know what's a great idea right now in this pandemic? Let's start a label. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah um yeah no we you know we paul actually can you take this uh down why the, the actual the the album art isn't even released yet i forgot um so the actual we gotta we gotta change that we gotta change. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yo but on that track though you know i was telling i was telling caesar when you were gone eli about uh, you know, our friendship with Freddie from, from Little Dragon and playing, you know, a bunch of festivals with them over the years. Um, we, should totally, we should totally send that down the line, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're going to love that. Yeah, they'll love it. I hope so, yeah. Um, hey, yo, I'm looking at the band camp. You, got, you sold a record. You sold a record since we first went here. Since we first really? went here. <laughs> it was nine remaining before. You're down to eight. So Nice. Thank you, somebody. Yeah, shout out to y'all. It's did you, crazy. Did you man. talk about link linking up with Louie and uh, how that all came together? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I haven't talked about it, but we can get into it right now. No, I'm just sorry. Um, yeah, uh, you know, well, first, I would just like Paul, Paul, Raffaele, Barbie, like they're just this, they're family, and they've always been so supportive. And 
you know, starting with my first EP, Paul had most excellent records, which then turned into Love Injection, you know, and he's always believed and wanted to put this music out. And, you know, I was always showing him this stuff and he's like, we got to put, um, we got to put this out. And we would shoot for the stars. We'd be like, you know what would be dope? So with the first EP, we were like, you know what would be dope? If we got Joe Clausel to fucking do a remix. And sure enough, he fucked with it and he did he did the, uh, the remix. And, you know, we're, we got this album coming out and we're like, we made a list of people that we would want to do remixes and Louis Vega and Louis Vega and Kenny Dope. They're like one of my top heroes, you know? The best. Um, yeah, man, shit, you know, and if people, you know, for Louis Vega for so many reasons too, because like he's he is like New York music royalty. His his uncle is Hector Laveau yep. of like uh you know Fania Records, which is like salsa Motown, That's it, man. you know. Um, and then also Louis Vega helped launch the uh careers of Mark Anthony and La India. La India, Ooh. yeah, La India. I didn't even know did house to you know later because i grew up only salsa like that and like and i'm like so he's always been big and so you know the name was thrown out we're like yo what if what if we can you know see if louis would be down and i'm like do you work it out paul and paul you know has um done things with louis louis super cool and down to earth and like super this is like well a giant and you wouldn't guess it the way he acts, you know, he's super humble and down to earth and supports love injection. And, and you know, he sent him Perdong and he fucked with it. He was like, yeah, we could definitely do some stuff with it. And originally we were just like, you know, just one remix. He fucked with it so much. He, he gave us three different remixes, you know, <laughs> that's very Louis. Yeah, I was like sick, and they're all bangers. <laughs> oh yeah, he's got all his vision. You know, he always always doing all his versions. But what's really cool about this, I noticed looking at the the credits, is that he has his son Nico, yeah, playing the overdubs and programming, and the mix engineer now. So he's so Nico is now his mix Whoa. engineer. Yeah, he was talking. We we sat. We got to sit down and talk um, a few months ago, and he was telling me about it. How his son, you know. Which is really cool. Like his son, uh, Nico, is very much wants to do it his own way. Like he doesn't rest on the laurels of like, hey, my parents and everything. So he seeks out getting guitar lessons himself and learning everything himself. No, no tips or help from dad or anything. Which I'm like, that's cool because like I'm a piece of shit because I would do the opposite. I'd be like, hell yeah, <laughs> like you know. <laughs> Not if it was your dad though. You know, I, you gotta like rebel against your parents. That is we true. Met him, uh, we met him in Ibiza when we were playing at Heart where Anani and Louis have their residency. And I remember uh, getting a chat with him and, uh, you know, I think he's probably like 17 or 18 then. And, and I was like, yeah, what kind of music? He's like, I like metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's you got to rebel from it. But apparently Louis was saying that, you know, he, 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 I think this is like one of the first things that um, Nico engineered that's and tight. he knew exactly what to do. Louis would be like, yo, can you fly this over there? And he did it like in two seconds and, uh like knew how to program and do all this stuff and so it's like really he was really happy that they could do you know some fun i mean it sounds really good I, I know he's got, i know louis got high standards he's worked with some amazing engineers that we know and we've hung out with as well but i mean but this sound this one's just up completely up to the standards like i wouldn't I, you know i wouldn't get i wouldn't know that this yeah. is a new a new engineer, right? Like this sounds exactly right. And I wouldn't know that Nico did this is this is his first thing. I wouldn't know that hearing yeah. this, you know? Yeah, you exactly. wouldn't think it. 
Exactly. That's what's so cool. about it. I mean, like the, the, the label, I actually kind of want to, I'm going to try to, I'm going to buy this record before it sells out because I just love the kind of like paying tribute to the old masters at work record label, like the same font. I know. Well, Paul, Paul Raffaelli who runs love injection is also a graphic designer. Right. So yeah, I so know he, that he loved, he went in yeah. on this, like, yeah. Well, I'm not a visual person. He is. And he's like, yo, we're going to, yeah. I forget what the actual term is, but it's just like, he, um, we're going to get the kind of, uh, I guess, coloring where it's like shimmers in the light. Mm. And I'm like, he's like geeking out on this. I'm like, this is sick. But, you know, like, <laughs> like, I don't like the, the spacing of the words for me, you know, it's like, but it does make a big difference. And I'm learning so much through him, but that like, he knows how to make things look beautiful. And he has his, his own style and he's very um, intentional with everything yeah. he does. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love the style. Yeah. All right. See, I see Paul in the green room. Mr. Paul Johnson is getting ready to join us from Chicago. Um, man, I'm so glad, um, you could, you could, you could sit down with us. Thanks for premiering, premiering that little dragon cover twice. No doubt. That was amazing. Um, appreciate everybody that. go check. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop the link to the band camp here in the chat. Conclave music.bandcamp.com. Yeah. Conclave music on IG too. Yep. Um PK on Facebook. Yeah, and I man, I can't wait to uh to see you in person. Yeah, for sure. Get a big yeah, hug. Yeah, big old bear. Maybe hug. get some tacos at Black Flamingo, you know. Yeah, man. I really appreciate you guys for real um giving this opportunity and and, uh, and I appreciate you guys doing and trying to do things right and do keeping on like bringing the culture forward and sharing things and using your platforms to do great things. And uh, I don't take it for granted. Thank you. Hey, respect. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, I mean, we, we, we're inspired by love injection, you know, and, yeah. and you know, there's, there's definitely people who put the love, putting the love into doing this stuff is what it's all about, whatever it is, sure. whether it's the music or the DJing or, it's been amazing for us too to actually finally have a talk show. We've always wanted to have something like this. So. Yeah, this is great for you guys. You guys got to keep on doing this. You know. Yeah, yeah we're gonna. I don't think we have a choice. Yeah. This is we're too stuck dope. in a bubble. Yeah, this is awesome. All right, thanks, Caesar. Appreciate y'all. Peace. Peace. Nice. Great music. I'm, I'll share you. I'll, I'll share Charlie. I'll share you that um that SoundCloud link so you can preview the album. Shh. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I can't wait. That's dope. And I think that's a wise move. Snag those vinyls before they're gone. They're probably going to go up in value. That's a, that's a dope project. It's a great release. And they know what yeah. they're doing. You know, they also, you know, Most Excellent Unlimited also puts out all the the Danny Crivet edits um, and 45 and seven inch box sets as well. So I mean, you're doing it right when you're getting those promos in the mail, bro. <laughs> those are the homies. Well, you've, been a subscriber, you've been a subscriber to Love Injection for years. It's true. It's true. Big support. Um, all right. Well, we got Paul in the green room. Let's bring in, bring him in. Paul Johnson. Yo. How you doing? What's How up, are you? Paul? I'm Thanks great. For joining us. Man, I had like technical nightmare. We were talking about like, you know, tech, tech, technical sound checks and stuff. And then my internet crashed. Oh, wow. It's out in like the whole neighborhood. It's not going to come back on till till like 8 p.m. tonight so i had to like go and steal my girlfriend's yeah. new iphone because mine was crapping out so yeah that's what's up we're out here <laughs> the show must go on the show that's must go on we got it together <laughs> how you doing man i'm pretty good just oh, chilling right now 
I've been on the phone with my bank for like 30 minutes, cursing them out. Cause I what's going a, on, man? I put a check in there Monday. I didn't look at the receipt until today. At the bottom, it says the check will be held until the 25th. I'm like, 25th. what the fuck is that about? That's yeah, like next week. yeah, dude. I'm like, what are you talking about? They like mm. it's the amount. If it was like two or three G's, they would have said nothing. But it was over oh. 30. They were tripping over 30. You know how they go. <laughs> I wonder I mean, who thought that. Is that the bank's fault or is like the person who's paying? Yeah, Maybe that's the one that doesn't no, have the something, fund. It's something totally new that they're doing. Like it's it's a fraud, some type of fraud prevention. Right, right. But I'm like, we're both in Chicago. The check came from a uh, a label in Chicago to me. I live in Chicago. What's all the checking about? All you have to do is make a phone call. So mm-hmm. they couldn't really explain. It's just something new that they're doing. So is it a big corporate <laughs> I bank? Uh, I should have just stayed with Chase. I should have stayed with Chase. Mm-hmm. I moved to Bank of America, and mm-hmm. that's what it is, bro. So that's a lesson learned. Well, or, I mean, it is it is testament to Bank of America's fraud protection because they are diligent with it, you know? Yeah, bro, yeah. But yeah. I remember, I know Eli and I, when we're on the road, because we use Bank of America, and then, like, sometimes you'll tell the bank, oh, I'm going to be here, I'm going to be there, mm-hmm. and then, like, you get to wherever you're going and... And that credit you know, card like can't use an ATM. Exactly, bro. They did that to me in Amsterdam. Like, dude, I'm trying to buy weed. Cut my <laughs> shit back on, <home>, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like, pretty well, good, though, to get a to get a thirty thousand dollar check from a record label. That's well, uh, that's a good come up, and that means your music. It's we were saying before the intro, like you're so prolific with how much music you put out. So it's great to hear yeah. that it actually. It's inspiring to see a house music producer actually get a real check from their house music. Oh, yeah. It never stops, bro. Like That's why I never stopped producing. Because my thing well, is this. I don't, I don't care about all this new stuff. Like It's cool that we do band camp, but I don't fuck with that, really. I sign my shit to labels, to real labels that's put real money behind it, that's putting it in magazines. And band camp isn't doing that, bro. You're just asking people to come and buy your shit. It's totally different. So I, I stick with the old school. I signed checks. Like, to get, I signed checks like, to get my ass caps, bro. Like, yeah. I keep that. I, I keep that going. It's cool for new artists, but I just don't. I'm I'm good the way I'm going, bro. <laughs> I mean, it definitely sounds. It's definitely working. But you're also making music that's popular enough and that stand. You know, stands the test of time. Unlike mm-hmm. a lot of newer producers, especially yeah. with like that, genre. I mean. You know, not that's to, what I mean not to hate that. on tech house or techno or stuff because yeah. there's legendary tech house and tech techno yeah, songs, yeah. but there's mm-hmm. something or two like the way in which newer music and all these younger producers is, is much more generic. You exactly were able to carve so. out a sound that's so so uniquely Paul Johnson and yet still exists and stands mm-hmm. and, and works the way it does in a, in a club or in a DJ set today, mm-hmm. the way it did when it came out, 90, 94, 95, 99, yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> but then again, this is a wonderful problem to have. Yeah, for sure, bro. Held for sure. up. <laughs> for sure, bro. Absolutely. Too much, too much for the checking account. <laughs> right, right, right. We gotta look into this. But that's cool. I don't mind. So I'm assuming <laughs> just because I follow your Instagram that this is a check for for get get down, which is like yeah. got That's be. the one I just. Well, that's the last one I just. Usually, it's money transfers from ASCAP. Then those those really aren't a problem because those take two or three days. But yeah. a physical check, you know, it's been a while since I got a physical check. So I told him to transfer it. He didn't listen to me and wrote the check instead. But yeah, that's weird. You know, right. <laughs> but I mean, this, that, that record came out on Moody Records. Yeah, in 1990. I made it 
the end of 1998, and it came out in 99. So it's been 23 years wow. since I made it. I made it can 23 we years. Should we drop this video? Can we drop yeah, the video right now? Yeah, yeah, that's what's up. I see it. We made that in Ibiza. Hired that model from, um, from London and brought her down to the island. I was on tour that, that during that time. So they had to catch me where they could. That's why I'm not really in the video. They caught me at the clubs I was playing. <laughs> we just had to think of something really quick. Yeah. <laughs> but when she goes down, she comes up in the club. She comes up in space. And she comes up in, um, where else is I at? Space and, uh, let's see, what was the other club? I can't remember. Is that outdoor club? Indoor, outdoor, yeah. I can't remember. Uh, the big ass club in space. For Amnesia or? I want to say Amnesia, but the other one. Pasha? Say it again. Pasha? Yeah, Pasha. Space and Pasha, that's where I was at. That's possible right there. Ha! Uh, she got spit out in the phone booth. Yeah, and now she's showing up at space. <laughs> yes. See, they called me while I was DJing, so that's the only way I could fit in the video. And then the rest of the shots are just around the island that day. It literally like just <laughs> I don't know, but that's how Europeans made videos. You know what I mean? They didn't have to do too much. I feel like there were a lot of videos from around this time in the late nineties because like dance music was just like they just wanted to have there was so many like tracks like this. Yeah, a vocal or like a or like you know an actual like singer and they yeah. just to have but they needed a video for all the like European dance channels. Yeah, right. Exactly. TV Europe like Europe all over Europe. So they just exactly, kind of took, exactly. took whatever and just made just like did it as fast as they could with whatever they could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, we just, like, it's like go dance with go dance with some stuff. Like go over there and do something. <laughs> right, right. And it really worked though. That's the funny part about it. I think it you could expand worked. that to like even like other genres like alternative rock from like the late 90s like there's what what the heck is the plot of this music video but there right. it is and then you get it then you play it on mtv and that's right what's exactly. Up. <laughs> exactly it's cool i was wondering if that was shot in ibiza you yeah know, yeah what was it like days. oh sorry go ahead i don't know i'll just say we shot it in two days what was it like in 1999 to have that record out and have like I, could, the I, I really couldn't take it, bro. I needed my parents. I needed my parents a whole lot back then because everybody around the planet was on me. I it just was nonstop, bro. Wow. Everybody was on me, on me, on me, on me, on me, on me about this damn song. And it was it went on for like two two years straight before it calmed down. Even now, that song still drives people crazy when they hear. Mm -hmm. For sure. I sure. still use it and playing. I have so many videos sent to me on Instagram of people playing and doing stuff with the tricks DJs and people dancing and teaching dances. And it's just so much going on still with that song. It's I mean, great. 
you definitely elevated an like a, an absolute disco classic. And I think like, you know, that's one of the things I really respect about you as a producer and as your ear as a DJ and as a curator, you know, a programmer is like the, the samples that you select and how and how you use it to create something like a whole new a whole new work. But like yeah. when you have when you say like people were on you, was it like that they were, you know, wanting to sample that they wanted to no, license no, no, no. the record, they, they wanted never, to book you, okay, or they just wanted you. to I, give you praise? Exactly. Everything you just said and more. Like it was it was like I was the number one thing at the time around the entire planet. So it's just was when it happens, everybody wants you. They want you to remix, they want the license, they want to book you, they want you to do this, they want you to be here. They want you to say that, you know, it's just so much going on, bro. And I'm like, everybody wants it. Just imagine millions of motherfuckers are wanting it all at yeah. the same time. Like, it's yeah. crazy to handle that. Yeah, with, with house music, it's like, I think it's so rare to have like a hit like that. Mm -hmm. And even now today, it's even more rare. But like at that time, still, it was like maybe one or two songs a year you would have that would be like this, the songs that everybody knew and everybody played. Right. So that's My like, it's okay. For instance, I took a little vacation back to Ibiza just to get away from everything. And just going down the street by myself, a 13-year-old kid runs up to me and, excuse me, are you Paul Johnson? <laughs> uh, I'm like, yes, I'm, mom, come here quick. I told you it's him. <laughs> Everybody ran over to me. I was just trying to get away from it, but it was that type of thing. It just kept yeah. going. Yeah. Like, I, wow. couldn't, I couldn't escape it, bro. I'm like, come on, you don't know who I am, Troy. I quit playing. <laughs> I, saw you on, I saw you on top of the pops, and I forgot I did the top of the pops. So every fucking body. Oh wow! So, can we, can you Google that? We're trying to find that, but you know, while I'm trying to find that, I want to play this. You were saying that everybody's every like it's still to this day. So this is this DJ DJ Michelle. Yep, DJ mm -hmm. Michelle is eight um, years old. She's yeah. from Dubai, mm -hmm. and uh, Boy, she was just recently on, in the Goldie Awards, which is like a modern rendition of like the DMC battles that uh, Fool's Gold Records hosts. So A Track mm -hmm. and DJ Craze, and I think it was the la last year's ch d champion. Oh, did we lose Paul? Well, well, Paul, if you're watching, it, play it. Pop back in. Anyway, she had a battle routine, and she used Get Get Down did this mashup. Check it out. I think I found this top of the pops too. So oh, nice. After I drop this, we'll get into that. DJ Michelle. I was five and he was six. We rode our horses made of sticks. He wore black and I wore white. He would always win the fight. Bang, bang. He shot me down. Bang, bang. I hit the ground. Bang, bang. He let off a sound. Bang, bang, my baby shot me down, 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 So many videos sent to me like that. It's crazy. I mean, that's a you. That's a very special one, though. Well, the, the most special one I had was a blind kid sitting at the piano playing "Get Get Down" and singing what? it. Yeah, 
Like I got some really, really special shit sent to me, bro. Like wow. that was cute. Michelle did, but the blind blind kiss in the piano, it made me cry, bro. I, like, I don't believe you, man. Yeah, he just had his head up, like doing the Stevie Wonder and just playing and singing, bro. It was incredible. That, that's amazing. I'm not you sure know, what's going on, but the video feed keeps stalling. Like I can't see anything moving. Oh, really? So, yeah, I can't. It's one of those one of those days, one of those one of those tech difficulty days. I can yeah. see you perfectly good on this end. Yeah, we're okay, good. Well, I, I can't see anything. Just so you know, it's just okay. off road. But as long as you can see me, we're good. Hopefully, hopefully that comes that comes back. But uh, mm -hmm. if yeah, just to touch back on what you were talking about in the overwhelming way in which everyone, when everyone is trying to, because when this record dropped nineteen ninety nine and this was top of the pops and it's like number one. You know, people, when they want to share their excitement and enthusiasm for the way that the music touched them, like when we get into this thing, making as musicians or artists, like, you know, the goal is to, you know, maybe to touch people and like right. make people have some like something to escape to something to celebrate. And like right. as performers, it's only natural that we want some sort of attention. Right. You know, but it's always, <laughs> it's always like, interesting it when it sort of backfires. It totally backfired on me. It was the last song on my track. Check this out. I did a nine-track album, and I said, gave it to Bill. He said, why don't you go home and make one more track? I said, fuck it. All right. Uh, I'll make something real quick. I went home and made it in 17 minutes, bro. <laughs> last, if you look at my album, it's the last fucking track on the album. Yeah, I, I remember. I I've, got it <laughs> I've got that one. I've got that album. Yep. Track. It was just a throw-in track to make number 10, bro. That's the crazy wow. shit. Bro. It took me a couple of months to make that album. I spent hundreds of dollars. I hired cats playing on it, playing live on it, all of that. It took the one track that took me 17 minutes to make. The stupid track, which I called it at the time, it's just my <laughs> stupid. <laughs> That's the one Earth went to and loved it, man. It's fucking crazy. It is weird. There's a couple, like, there's a lot of great material on that. I love that. that. I love that, that album. Nice. And I think that was like definitely for Eli and I coming of age in the 90s. I think yeah. I started like I, I first got my turntables in 96, 97. And I started raving like nine. I think the first rave I went to was was 97. Mm -hmm. And like I, I think I came upon your music probably by 98. And I remember getting my copy in Boston at Satellite Records on Mass Ave, which is, of course, long gone. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, I've, I still have my copy here. And like I, there's still so much of that. So much of that album resonates. As, and, and there's a lot of nostalgia for me on that album. There's a yeah. couple tracks on there that I love, which are sort of maybe like the unexpected. But I love. I love your deep and sort of jazzy side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I'm saying. That's, cool that's cuts on there. The that's groove really goes on. Yeah. And the groove I had. Um, yeah, yeah. The groove yeah. goes yeah. on. Is that you singing? Yeah, it's all me, bro. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, wow. all the stuff I wanted people to know about me. That whole album got overlooked. Just because of this down, so. I sing wow. a lot of my stuff, bro. All the high notes, all the low notes. I do it all. Yeah, it's really rare to, to have like house music albums that are good albums also, I think, mm -hmm. you know, that aren't just like mm -hmm. compilations of songs. But this one definitely is is on my list of those yeah. actual house music albums that I could like just chill and listen to. Oh, yeah. Thank you, I appreciate that. That's what I'm saying. All they got overlooked.
Big shout out to Justin Martin Music in the house. Yes, sir. And that's when I started putting the piano more. I knew I could do it, but I just wasn't doing it. So I started sampling stuff and playing on top of it. Mm. That was my whole style, just playing on top of whatever I sampled and had my parts to it. And then my mother was like, why don't you sing? You know you can sing. If it wasn't for my mother, you guys wouldn't even know that part. So was, Yo, can you guys hear me all right? Yeah, I was scared to do it. I can hear you, Charlie. Nice. I'm back on the internet. This is huge. <laughs> So your mother has really played a pivotal role in your yeah, career. Yeah, completely, bro. If it, if it wasn't for her, a lot of stuff I wouldn't have done. You know, so I did it all for her right before she passed. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and she's uh, missed so much, man. She died in, in uh, 2001. She missed oh, a wow. lot. Yeah, she's missed a lot. But she was really proud of me what I did so far. I mean, and she should be, man. You, you've made an incredible contribution I mean, beyond just house music, you know, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Can we, Eli, can you trigger um the other cut, which is uh the the, the, the groove, groove I have? have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And are you playing guitar on that record? So on that, I, that's I hired someone. Okay. And actually, um, the the second thing was supposed to be uh, it wasn't. It was supposed to be uh, yeah. That was the third, but the second single was supposed to be the party horn. Oh man, the party horn! No, 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 no. Uh, sure, I'm trying to think of the name of it. This is this is an underground cut, man. This is a deep cut. I man. think it's. Uh, hold on, let me look it up real quick. Yo, not Robin Sid Simmons. Shout out with with the the butt shaking emotes. Oh, I love that. What was that comment? Oh, I was muted. I was saying, someone wrote Want 1000, cut your hair in the chat. I'm like, yo, that's probably for me to get a haircut. And yes, I want 1000 to cut my oh, hair, please. I mean, you could turn it into a weave. It would be an Eli hair weave, which would be a strange look, but it would be yeah. a look. So the way he played was supposed to be the second single. Oh, okay. After Gig Get Down. 
And I even had Byron Stingley sing a vocal to it. Oh, Ooh. that's an unreleased but, cut, though. Yeah, well, it's on the album, but it never it never got the single part because it get down and took off. Nobody mm -hmm. cared about the album after that. And that's I was going to shoot a video for that. Me and Byron in the video, but it just never got done. So it get down and took over the entire. It was like fuck the album. This, this is fun. <laughs> Wait, so that vocal, the vocal with Byron is is not, that never came out. It never came out. Yeah, I never released it because wow, nobody even cared anymore. After gig get down, yeah. all the way up. It just shot up and stayed up, so nobody was interested anywhere. I went looking for my copy. It's buried in there somewhere because that yeah, I was I was thrown off. I was like, am I tripping? And Byron Stingley's on the album, but no, no. Yeah, he yeah, it's unreleased. Yeah, but but the way he plays, that's that's me singing those backgrounds. It's pretty dope, yeah. That's supposed to be the second thing. We pull that one up, E. You want me to look for it? Yeah, I'll get it. Well, here's something. Here's a question that I've been meaning to ask you, Paul, since you were, I knew you were coming on the show. And and it, this is an this is a track that this is an example on. This is like a production technique. You're able to get like the most rubbery, elastic drums. Mm -hmm. And I know, like, I can hear like perhaps that like you know maybe some attack envelope and stuff can lead to like some of that stuff with like the hi hats. But I was wondering mm -hmm. if that's like you know. Not to like give away your trade secrets, but like you know how, you know, I'm just wondering how that how you're able to, to achieve this the particular bubbling, bouncing, elastic. I just hear it rhythms. in my head. Whatever I hear in my head, I search those sounds out. So when I'm making a track, I just don't turn the machine on and, and put a preset in there. Whatever mm -hmm. the sound is in my head, I make that sound. So I, I find the closest kick to what I sound. And then EQ it to how it is in, in my mind. I find the closest hi hat to what's in my head, and mm. you know, finagle that. So that's what I do. I don't just pre put stuff in there and make a track. It has to sound like it sounds in my head. Yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. So it's just about me EQing the what the, the sounds that I use. Sometimes I stretch them. Sometimes I shorten them. Sometimes I pitch them up or down. But it, it all happens before I make the track. Mm. Eli, mm. can you? Can you play one from that I that I pick called the um where'd it go? You so silly, the love we share. No, it was Beach blowing, impediment. It was blowing bubbles. Where was oh that that's not on the internet. Ah, you know what that was? That was me going wait. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> And then what? Ran it into, into the sampler? Yeah. Shit, I can't do it anymore. There it is. There it is. I just put that in a microphone and just went up and down with it. That's why I say everything just came out of my mind. <laughs> Here's a here we got it on 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 Beatport. You want to play a Beatport link? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me share it. This, I got this. all those old tracks in the in one of my drives. I should have just taken them and put them up. No, I've got it on my um on record box. Okay. But, yo, check this out, guys. But yeah, that's all I did was just make the bubbles down. This tracks this track nuts, man. <laughs> I 
And you know what's crazy? When I was making all that stuff, I had no idea anybody else was doing it. I just, I was just doing it. Oh, oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't even think it would go out, you know, out, out of the city. I was just doing it for all of us that were playing in Chicago. Mm, wow. I never expected. Once it started going overseas and stuff like that, that's when I knew, okay, people are listening. You put a little more into it. You know? Oh, my goodness. And that's what made me really change my style. Because I would have just kept making hard shit like that. Once I realized people were listening, I put more into it. You're like, wow, you can actually make songs. Cause people right, are exactly. Actually, yeah. So I can do some stuff, right? Not just tracks. <laughs> right, right. Well, the by funny the time... Part is, I, I used to yeah, get no. all Fs, all Fs in music class because I never went. <laughs> like, Why don't you come? Like, I can't explain it, but I already get it. Like, I don't know how to, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't need to do it. <laughs> that is hilarious, man. <laughs> wow. Listen, my father, look, my father came up to school in high school, freshman year, and put hands on me right in front of everybody. Like, son, you're not going to sit there and get Fs in school. You're smarter than this. At least just go to class and get a D. Just pass the damn class. Yo, that's <laughs> sound advice. Yeah, oh, yeah, it worked. It worked. <laughs> well, it seems like your your music and creativity is taking you, you know, very far, you know? Yeah. Sure. It's still a nonstop ride, bro. Like, along with the stuff I'm putting out, I get asked to remix stuff at least once. Almost once a week, I get asked to remix something. I'm not even making that up. I have to turn down more than I can do. Mm, mm. Where is that stuff? What kind of music are you are you are you getting asked to remix? Is it coming from all over? Or is it yeah, all over. Like for instance, uh, uh, I just Crico Crico. Oh man, Crico Castelli. That. Yeah, Crico Castelli. I'm doing one for him. I'm doing one for Joe Smooth. I'm doing one for what's Michael Jackson's daughter's name again? Uh, oh, um, well, there's Paris. Paris, Paris Jackson. Yeah, I'm doing one for her. I'm doing one for the it old. Wasn't group. Paris the boy? No, no, no. Yeah, that's the, that's the, the, yeah. yeah. Paris really? is the girl. Girl, yeah. Uh, Blanket is the boy, and um, what's what's her older brother's name? I can't think right now. I just smoke, but I'm doing it for her. I'm doing a couple of hip hop remixes turned into house as well. Wow. So for guys um, in, in Vegas, the Hated Crew in Vegas. And oh, and uh, also Fab Morvan from uh, Millie Vanilli. I just up, yeah, I just hooked up with Fab, so I'm gonna do some stuff with him as well. Staying busy, but I've been doing a lot of crazy stuff, man. That's great. I mean, it's like it's it's amazing to have that kind of longevity in the music industry, especially the dance music industry, right? People come mm -hmm. and go so much. I mean, we've we we actually were lucky to get to speak to. Last month, Ultra Nate and Barbara Tucker, who also, mm -hmm. you know, I love it. Yeah. Once you can count like three de once you're three decades deep, then it's like the, you know that. Yeah, that, exactly. That's like that's that's some special success. That's some special right. ability because you oh, know yeah. it can go away at any minute. You know, it takes exactly, work right. every day. Those of us, those of us who lasted, it's really an incredible thing because now all these young artists are understanding, and now they're coming as exactly the same thing like twenty years ago. It's, it's just the same feeling. It hasn't changed. It's, it's really incredible, man. Wow. Like, and I've been doing this 37 years now. Wow. So, three years before 40. And I just turned 50. I started Ooh. when I was 13. So. <laughs> wow. You started making music as 13 or DJing? Yeah, DJing and making. I did it all at the same year. 
But I took seriously right away. I just yeah. made a couple of tracks when I first started. I didn't really take that serious. The DJ and I did, but in '88, that's when I took making music serious. Mm. What 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 did you see? I mean, I we know oh, we know as like lovers of Chicago house music that by '88 that shit was all over the place in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, paint a picture so of Chicago, more. Chicago in the Please. early mid '80s, like house music being born for people yeah. who maybe don't know. It was so insane, man. We all had cassette tapes with just tracks and tracks and tracks on it, for just sharing. And he made this, he made that on that side of the city, he made that on that side of town. Like it was crazy, man. It was all fresh and brand new. We never even—that's what I said—we never even thought it would go into something big. It was just something we were doing at home. Like we were playing music from overseas and from New York, you know what I mean? Like things like that, mixing it into the tracks we were making. But it was really just a style we had at home. We didn't even think anybody was listening. Then little lo and behold, Derek May, all of them cats, they were coming to Chicago from Detroit and taking our style back home with them. That's how techno became what it is. That wouldn't have been a thing if they wouldn't have came here first. Because if you oh, listen to this. techno, yeah. <laughs> they oh, what's one called? Juan will even tell you. Juan Atkins, he'll tell you. They before it was called techno, it was be called it was called Chicago Detroit Detroit House. That's what they called it. Right. Yep, Detroit House. And they they were coming here. And if you listen to a lot of our, our early stuff, it sounds yeah. exactly like what techno is. For sure. Yeah, we had we had Kevin Saunderson on here, and he was saying mm-hmm. that he was you know he was out in Chicago a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and and uh, New York. And yeah, yeah, they yeah. in New York too, yeah. Oh yeah, Frankie, yeah, they would come here. And they, yeah. they, they 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 saw the sound we were making in our basements and they took it right back to where they came from, bro. And then all those other styles came about. It was pretty dope. Why do you think why do you think it was Chicago? Because we just we were doing some raw sound of shit, man. And we didn't really care. It was just really raw sound. We just it could have just been a beating. But it was just something we were doing. The more stripped down it was, that's what I think made it our sound. Mm-hmm. We were stripping stuff down, and nobody else was doing it. Everybody was trying to make full sounds. We produced in the studio and we sing. We wouldn't care about none of that. The dirtier and grimier we did it, you know what I'm saying? That's what we wanted. So that's why I think people caught on to it. Like, well, listen to those guys. They don't care about cleanliness. They want that dirty sound. That's a lot. They just start fucking with us, really. That's all. I can't say it any other way. They like think what we were doing. Yeah. When I think of like my like I, I have a tendency to overproduce myself, you know, like maximize mm. maximize. That's not a word. Uh, maxim- <laughs> I'm not That's a minimist. Word, I am a maximalized maximalist. <laughs> yeah. I, and uh, I have to like remind me or Eli will remind me, like, yo, let's strip it down. You got you got too much going on there. Right. So this yeah, is like I'm something, just- but at the same time, as I as I, you know progress as a producer i also want to challenge myself because i think and maybe we are alike in this way that like your your the the sample the tracks that you sampled i mean like i also love the originators and when i, I mean like the james browns the stevie wonders the parliament funkadelics blah 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 the earth wind and fire well we can go on for days and like in my head i want an outcome that some how connect is connected to that but this is like right. seriously studio produced stuff right. you know and mm-hmm. the players are just the best there ever 
have ever will ever be you know what i mean so it's sort of like unattainable but at the same time you know my ear is trying to like emulate something like that right but well, then again know, it's the get get down the one that gets made in 10 minutes becomes the, the hit exactly i was just about to say you just have to know when to pull back on those tracks that's all you just have to know when like okay i did too much right here i need to pull back pull yep. back your EQ. pull back your your level actually pull back certain instruments that would stand out don't make those stand out make others stand out like it's just certain it's just certain tricks you do that to you know to achieve that. But I like I find myself doing the same thing. But I when I do remixes for some people, they say we like it, but fuck you mean, but I snap. Yeah, but I did too much. <laughs> Yo, I, but, I, I did too much though. We wanted we wanted to sound like that. Fuck you mean it's only gonna take you 10 minutes to do that. Well, that's what we want. The, you know, we don't want this the overproduced. You see what I mean? They want me to go back to the the 90s sound where it took 10 minutes to make something. And my brain is hard to work that way now because it wants to fill everything up. So that's sort of a pain in the ass. <laughs> so when, you know, when, when, yeah. you, when someone asks, if, if you ask Paul Johnson to remix, I'll do it. I just, I just get a Paul Johnson remix. Don't get a what you want a Paul Johnson remix. Exactly. Johnson's you're, getting what I, you're getting what I give you. But again, they, they tried to make me do, I just sent two people their money back. Like, fuck it <laughs> here. I don't want to, I'm not doing that old ass sounding shit that I did when I was in the 90s. You're getting the now remix. So I sent, I literally sent their money back and told them to leave my damn track. This is a great segue. Serious, this is a great segue. <laughs> let's, let's maybe Eli, let's hear what Paul Johnson's doing in, in 2020, 2021. Yeah, I was going to drop, I was going to drop this one. Behind oh, the acid groove. So that's one of them, yeah. This, this one's dope. Mm -hmm. So I just combined old style with you. Let's take this thing with you. 
I just try to keep the script down as much as I could. Yeah. But just added the acid line to it. That's what made it funky. Yeah, and I'm such I'm such a Tina Marie fan too. So this one's tight. I'm loving it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I took different parts, you know, just parts I wouldn't have took before. Hmm. What's different? What's different in the way that you sample now versus what was going just on? The machine, only the machine, only the machine I use. It's all still the same. So I have my workstations now. Oh, that's right. What's what's the name of that? That's like an all-in-one production yeah. unit. The yeah? Nico X, the Nico XXL, my Open Labs, and I also have two Nico LXDs. So I got three big workstations. Wow. You seen these things, Eli? Yeah. Bring it up. Yeah, they're crazy, bro. They're crazy. <laughs> that's hot. I mean, combining the acid with the disco. Yeah. That's uh, I figured, like that's something new to do too that I didn't do before. So, you know. I'm trying to get what it. is there any from your from your recent ones, Paul, that you wanna that you wanna um you want us to play? Oh, that's really up to you guys. I mean, they're already released now, so that's why I sent you what I sent you. If you just want to, you know, have you heard them yet? Or I think the do I haven't heard them yet. Charlie sent that over today. Yeah, so yeah, I'm there's... really curious about the new version of Doo Wop. So let's no, that's play. not new. No, no. Oh, that was not, that's back in two thousand. Yeah, early two thousands. Oh, so this is uh, the upfront selects e in the in the. That's okay. There. So that's okay. Let's keep running through it. Let's drop. Let's drop. This How stuff, um, house th this one, bang and pickpocket, pickpocket of my yeah. heart. That that release is really tight, and that's like uh, was a, a, a record label from the UK, uh, the uh -huh. UK or, or Germany? Yeah, that's from I think Italy. That one came from Italy. Disco okay. Belly, I think I'm talking about here, Eli. You play this one, pickpocket of my heart, yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is really dope. This is this this label. They started a whole new label around this release. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that was pretty cool. I was happy about that. And I do that. That actually happens a lot. People ask me. This to, uh, <laughs> you also have one for my new label as well. One Love Records. I'm gonna have to holler at these guys. I went to buy a copy of this right before the show, but with the, uh, you know shipping costs so it was like a pretty penny <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yeah how to find someone to distribute it in america mm -hmm. what about juno oh yeah juno i think juno carries it as well so that's disco delicate label that they started around Good call, Eli. This shit's dope. It's some different shit. Right. But I know it's so many people around the planet that will bang the shit out of it. <laughs> 
I like this swanky shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I said I want to give you all the all the angles I can come from. I think um, you know, when I've seen you DJ recently, because we've gotten to do a couple parties together, at least before the pandemic. Definitely, mm-hmm. I, I can attest that you know your DJ set is definitely as eclectic as uh, yeah. as your production background. And I definitely want to just let people know that we that we the three of us got to share a very magical moment, which is the mm-hmm. the closing party of the Electric Pickle. Yeah, in Winwood. That was so much fun, man. That was some that incredible was shit, and and yeah, Paul yeah, yeah. and I and my girlfriend Natasha and Will and I don't even remember. When you when you left, Eli, I feel like you were there for a long. I left at like eight or nine a.m. Yeah, I had yeah, to go catch yeah, my flight same. home. I, I booked my flight. I went right from the club to my, to the airplane. Same, like, 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 I was cracking up. Like you know, <laughs> that was hilarious. We we were up in that room like late. I think the party yeah. ended on Sunday at like like midnight or something. And yeah, I feel like we were out of there like sometime Monday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was like 11, 11 a.m. And, and then yeah, no, that was yeah. I, le- I, le- I left it like eight or nine. It was still it was still rocking. <laughs> and then apparently the staff the staff were still there mm-hmm. on like Tuesday Tuesday yeah, they night. Did not, they, did, they did not care. I won an award and shit. They gave me an award. It was hilarious. <laughs> what award did you get? They gave you a picture. Uh, they, they said yeah. They said I was the. The, the best DJ they ever had in that club room. Like, uh, that's uh, amazing. No they uh, all agreed together. Like, holy shit, you bought the energy we never had before. That was pretty, that I, was I pretty incredible. It. I, I mean, I know, I, I know Will from the Pale had been wanting to have you for, for a long time, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was dope, man. Yo, I mm-hmm. like this selection, Eli. Nice work. This, you know, that last one reminded me of this. This may be my, this is one of my faves, one of my top five PJ mm-hmm. tracks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy? A lot of those tracks, I only did it because I knew you guys were listening now. If I didn't think you were listening, I wouldn't have messed with a lot of that shit. wasn't a machine like filtering it down that was just me turning eqs on my on my channels i didn't even realize filtering yet i was doing it with my fingers i was gonna ask you i was gonna ask you what filter were you using but no no bro that's me doing it (laughs) that's me fucking 30 man that's it oh shucks oh shucks what, what is that a, a, on a mixing board or on a, on a yeah, yeah, on my mixing board? And that's a lot. Yeah. You gotta do them quick, man. Yeah, like, if you listen to a few of my tracks, that's me live doing this. To see me working in the studio is like a madman, bro. 
<laughs> like a mad scientist. I believe it. Yeah, man. That one got the vibe. <laughs> It's all making sense now that I can pick, visualize you tweaking everything. You're right, yeah, yeah. I'm just all that one. And like a lot of stuff I do, like I don't create sense. When I do something for somebody, I'll just, I'll do it all like straight up mix it. And like, well, can I get this meal? There is no meal. I just get all that as one straight up mix it's going right to two track. Yeah, I love doing that, bro. You can't get no fucking remix. That's it right there, bro. Wow. I purposely do that. Now, it depends on the stuff that I do. I'll make stem stuff. But most of the time, hey, there is no stem. I'm wow. two-tracking it. I'm two-tracking it live. Like, even if you want me to do it over, it's not going to sound the same. But I do all that shit live. Wow. So have you done like uh, live PA performances and stuff? Never, bro. Well, not take that back. I did it for a few months in 97 or 98 because I hired a new uh, booking agent and I was doing it overseas for a little while. Like, I was playing techno for maybe the entire year, I think in 97 overseas. Nobody knew it. I was playing house over here, but I was going overseas. And techno. techno. Yeah, I did like a lot of parties with Carl Cox and Big name, but then I stopped. I was like, I don't want people to think I'm new for that. So I started doing my house again. What did you? What was your experience like? You, I mean, because I guess you crazy, say like man. the early, yeah. um, early your early stuff on like relief or or um, or casual or dance mania. It's, it's could you? I mean, it's not techno. It's Chicago house, but it's. Right. Is techy, it's tracky, it bangs. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah. did with um, Robert Armani, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. or some of the other aliases. Um, mm -hmm. But that's kind of that's interesting because there we have that sometimes when because Eli and I are very house and we're you know from Boston. It's probably closest to mm -hmm. New York. I mean, we're influenced by Chicago, Detroit, everywhere. But New York is such a big force, you know, New yeah, York. Right. Mm -hmm. But like we get that when we go to 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 Europe, so, especially Ibiza, they really want you to play faster play harder yeah. right you kind of had that experience and and decided it wasn't for you yeah i just no i just didn't want people to take me off in that direction i was having too much fun with it and i was forgetting about my house like no nah, i can't do that bro like it was, <laughs> you know yeah yeah it was just too much fun man big giant ass parties <clears throat> you know what i mean every party was big i'm like holy shit man so it, basically i think i would have just been another stage dj if i kept that up uh -huh. <laughs> I, I didn't want to lose my underground crowd, bro. Right. Once, uh -huh. once you once you do that, it's hard to keep where you come from. Yep. So I just I always kept myself in the middle. I'll play big stages and I'll go right and play a thirty five person party and snap out for five hours straight, bro. Just for them thirty five people who remember that shit forever and tell all their friends forever. So yeah. I still do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's inspiring. I mean, that's, that's that's like how I feel like how we've we've looked at it too, man. Once you yeah. like, once you when you see DJs that just play the big the big parties, the big rooms, yeah, the, the, they the just keep changes, man. Changes. Right, they 
Yeah, it changes you and they keep you there, bro. You're a pawn. Yeah. Just a pawn for them. I yeah. couldn't take that. So I like to every now and then jump on the stage and jump right back off that motherfucker. Yep. yep. <laughs> I'll do maybe three big ass festivals a year, maybe. And then all the rest of them like in between, which is which is fine for me. I love five thousand, four thousand people parties. You don't have to be fifty thousand motherfuckers. That's, you know that's a big stage, man. Hell yeah, bro. Like that's just it's too much to play, for me. Hard to play like vocals and shit when it's like right when you want to get down, you can't. You gotta remember that they're there to just jump around and act silly. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, wait. He said silly. Which I don't mind. Trust me, I don't mind it. Every now and then, I go to the motherfuckers, be right in the crowd, act the silliest hell with them. But I oh. can't take that shit all year, bro. To drive me crazy. Forgive me, Eli. I can't help this fucking segue. Wait, he Do said it. silly. <laughs> fucking. We gotta get with it real quick. Wait, keep talking. See, this is what happens, Paul. We're producing our own show. Right. I love it. I love it. I see what you meant now. <laughs> I told I, I totally can do this again. I just gotta charge my battery. I think my shit is at like seven percent now. All right. Well, we only got a <laughs> well, you know we're well, we're good because we're on the we're on the we got ten minutes. We got ten minutes left, so that's perfect. Well, we'll see how long we we'll through. Then. Sweet. There we go. Oh. Uncle Paul, make me laugh. Yeah, that's me. That's me as well. You so silly. You so silky. This is a weird You're ass so track, Paul. Yeah, it is. You so silky. But you know what it was? You're so silly. My my nephew. You're silky. No, my niece so had to say. Silly. She was trying to say silly, and she couldn't say it. You're she was so saying silky. Silky. <laughs> so right. So I was like, wow, this, I need to make a track out of it. <laughs> it's a family. It's a family track. <laughs> Yeah. Yo, this is a, a especially powerful too because this is Dance Mania number sixty nine, man. This is your lucky mm-hmm. number, <laughs> right? You so silly. You so silly. And people just gravitate to this stuff, man. It's so You're funny, so man. I like. I are you wearing? The, a, I think the tracks in the background of it. Are you wearing a um, like yellow leather overalls? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. I was, that's when that leather shit was in back then. Like all that koozie stuff and that Sean John stuff and all that. This shit gets hot as hell in the club, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. So, I you know, crazy. You you wear the eight hundred dollars shit and be sweating your ass off. Like it is not worth it, bro. It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I know Eli and I got sent some like fancy leather stuff and we're like oh yeah let's wear this out and then you like last about 10 minutes and you like immediately regret it got me back to the hotel and changed right 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 that's hilarious i'm naked all the time now bro <laughs> this this one's overdriven like a motherfucker that's that's pretty cool yeah you know what you're all about my voice. It- yeah go ahead so no just saying that's all my voice too um when you were talking about doing stuff right to two track that reminds me of um of our boy you know tom trago from the netherlands mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah he's was talking about that uh when he came on the show a while ago and and, and we, we you know, we're, we're, the three of us eli and i and tom are tight so yeah he's like also especially during the pandemic he's given up on the whole thing he do, the whole process is different now. Now he's like not yeah. even mastering. He's yeah. just like creating, mm-hmm. recording right through the board, straight to two track. Yeah. And yeah. pressing that. And that's it. 
<laughs> exactly, bro. And it's sounding exactly the fucking same. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm mad as hell. We've been wasting a lot of fucking time for no reason, man. Just trying to be right about, yeah. about this shit. And there's really no fucking right. It's just do it the way. Hold on. It's just uh, do, it, do it the way you know. And make sure that shit sounds right. Erica Badu put through her entire album in her bedroom. Wow. The shit sounds it was, it was one of her best ones. So I just started doing the same shit. It's all coming right out of here, going directly to press. What do you Nothing. what do you got for like uh studio monitors that oh shit, I got a big ass uh harbinger, fifteen hundred watt base sub, and then I got my EVs. 1100 watt EVs. Wow, so, so you know exactly that. what it sounds like in the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounded like a club, right? That's what I'm saying. So I get the full sound before it goes out. It's wanging in here. If the house isn't shaking and stuff not falling off, then it's not enough for me. Like back then, it didn't matter because we were, we were creating the dirty on purpose. It wasn't about, you know, how the strength of it. So now it's all about the strength of it. Holy shit, wait. I'm looking this up. And the EVs and the Harbinger sub, this is a self powered club sound yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're yeah. producing music on the club sound system. yeah that's what i have like if i, like if I hold on let me, let me it's gonna get loud for a second but i'll show you yeah <laughs> i'll play something real quick yeah hit it uh shit, eli this is gonna be the new shit talk about waking your daughter up for a nap <laughs> okay this is a remix a remix i just did for um for hatiris is that too loud? No, it's cool. Okay. I got it on like four. Been a big shout out to it's Kevy Kev. Parker JP says, "Y'all gotta bring Paul to NYC when stuff is open again. Well, yeah. Way too long. All right, let's make that happen." He also <clears throat> said that Paul, you introduced in a proper house party at House of Soul six seven years ago. You closed it. Nice, nice. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that, man. So wait, when you when you're making music, are are you cranking at like eight? Hell yeah. You're I'm up there. What out. about your ear fatigue? Because my I'll, I'll blow my ears right out. Well, no, no, I know. I'm visually know everything. I don't even have to listen to anything anymore. I yeah. visually know what I'm doing. Yeah, I know what this goes and this sounds like and that does. I'm looking at levels. Everything is all visual now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You can, you can, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, you can really have it low and still and still get your production out. You could. See I just like spectrometer or something. Right. Exactly. I'm just in here by myself, so I'm always banging it. I'll go in different parts of the house too and listen and see what's what. You know what I mean? So like I still do my sound checks that way, but that's how I know I'm getting everything correct. Yes. I have a sweet spot in here and I know exactly where everything should be. This is some good tips, man. I might have to do it, Eli. I might have to pull the do take the plunge, get like some <laughs> some some, some problems. Yeah, you gotta get a sub, bro. If you don't have a sub, if you don't have a sub, you're missing out. You might yeah. be putting way too much bass in your shit because you don't, you know, you're not hearing it correctly. 
Yeah. That's why these subs help you perfectly, bro. They know how deep you're going and how deep you should be. I'm gonna get at you, Paul, after the show and for sure. pick All your right. brain about what you think. Yeah, no yeah for sure, for sure. Yep. yep. And yo, I also talking about extracurricular conversation. I I never delivered a remix opportunity to you, and I apologize for that. Well, no, it's not good, I, bro. I understand where you at the time you were busy. I you was totally crazy busy. But this was mm-hmm. a great project, and, a, and I missed out big time because it was a killer package for a track mm-hmm. you did called Dance With Me. You brought yeah. some remixes. Maybe we yeah. should listen to that one, that that Terry Hunter. Mix yeah, I gave you Terry Hunter. That he's promoing right now. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Going and I gave that one because that's one more, more people are are more prone to dance to, is that version. Terry. Like the other versions are party versions. This is more like a radio version, club version. You know? For sure. Yeah, we love Terry, and uh, he's a big supporter. We had him on the show, and he's we love Terry. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you. Okay. And it sounds like he replayed the whole damn thing. Yeah, yeah, he played. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he, he, I don't know who else is in the studio, but they get down, man. They get down, man. Mm-hmm. He's the right man for the job. Mm-hmm. And people were like cracking up when they first heard that. Like, who was that singing? I'm like, me, motherfucker. I just don't perform live on stage. Fuck all that, man. I'm DJ for hours, but I cannot get up there live and sing, bro. Got some pipes, though. I did it yesterday, actually, on my live. I, I played for like three and a half hours. If you go to my, I just played. Okay. I like, sing to my song. Wow. Listen to me. Matter of fact, this is one of them. I sang this one too. You missed out. Is that recorded anywhere? Or is this in the stream? It's on my Twitch page, yeah. My Twitch page. I did it yesterday. Gotta plug it. You got me beaming for you. You make me lose control. So, girl, I gotta make you dance with me. Come on. I guess the only reason I never performed live is because all those voices are me. And I can only sing one on that extreme. I never thought about hiring people to sing back to me. Yeah, you got the harmonies, man. You don't need it. The one stop right. shop. But I never thought about hiring somebody to, to sing background. Right, Cleo. That's what I'm singing. All the voices are me. 
Like everything you hear with voices on my song, that's all me. Wow, man. Every one of them. That's good. You can fade it. So dope, man. It's just classic. Yeah, my battery's totally about to run out too, guys. All right, Paul. I'm on one percent. I don't want no to doubt. Thanks for taking the time. So no doubt, we love you too. And yo, Thank Paul Johnson's gonna be with us during the the House of E Funk Festival, March 26th, 27th, mm -hmm. or 27th, 28th. You can check them out there. Or otherwise, down at the bottom of the screen, Twitch.tv slash DJ Paul Johnson. Check them out. Yeah, check that out. Check them out on yesterday. Instagram. But you know what? My audio had went out in the beginning. So fast forward to like six or seven minutes. That's when the audio clicks in and I restart. No so just, just to know, the first six minutes, I'm trying to figure out what's happening. But I, <laughs> Yo, I get it out. This there. live stream shit is a whole new universe. It is, bro. <laughs> it, is, bro. <laughs> it was so fun. I'm sitting there talking for minutes, didn't even realize until I looked at the, at the screen. They told me there was no sound, but I fixed it all. You'll see. Yeah, dope, man. We'll check it out. Thanks. Thanks Thank again. You, we'll see I love you, you guys. See you in a couple. We'll see you next you weekend. Both. I love Thank you. Come you, up. Man. Thank you. Uh, Much love, dude. Anytime, every time. Okay. Absolutely. Dope. Nice. Yo, check this out. This is the um, that's the workstation right here. Oh yeah. So like you can see, it's like a mixer. It's a keyboard. It's a drum pad. Holy. Up there is what? like a I don't know what that is. maybe is the matrix up to the upper right, and then you have a whole screen. It's an all in one, all in one unit. Wow, and he's been making every he makes it the whole track on that. You make the you make the whole thing on this. I think he's had these. I think he's had these for for some quite some time. Open Labs, huh? How much do they cost? It's out of stock, sold out. That one's out of stock. Look, it looks like five grand used on you on Reverb. Huh. Here's an older one that Timberland used. Oh, it's Timberland it's style. style. Interesting. Yeah, I think this is like a is a whole other. A whole other a, a whole other concept but i think you know also with pa paul's mobility this is probably something that you can like really get at everything wow but be off the laptop i mean you're sort of on the laptop because it's a computer but that's whatever cool. everything's in the box this that's is very cool. dope yeah that's dope. very cool yeah try one out for sure all right yeah thanks for tuning in everybody yeah, sorry about the technical technical issues man my goodness my we made it we made, we made it, it we to the end do. Big shout out to Conclave, killing it. Caesar Toribio, yeah, definitely. Oh, um, he's back in. <laughs> <laughs> we love him, man. You like Good that Paul? You like that Paul Johnson interview, huh? That's some inspiring shit. Good. <laughs> it's cool. Uh, peace, man. <laughs> nice. That was dope. Love that. Cameo. Um, all right, cool, man. It's time for final thoughts, where we share our last thoughts with a piece of wax. I, of course, I got another Paul Johnson. How can you not, man? So much great Yo. music. And... Yeah, before you drop that, we got oh, yeah. we got um, this weekend Unicorn Disco for Tots, and then we're back with our full week programming next week, and then and then the weekend after this one, we got House of E Funk Festival two day festival on our Soul Clap Music Twitch with Paul DJing and tons of other amazing DJs on that lineup. 
J-Mac turned it out. J-Mac turned it out. Jimster, Spinna, Spinnerita, Shortcut, Wayne Williams, Darling Chuck, Ash Lauren, Miha, Minx, Analog Soul, Ardalon, Salah, Nonsave, Francois K, Kemet, Justin Martin, DJ Heather, Kai Alse, Will Ren- Renoir, Ramon Russell, Jubilee, Sneak, and D-Mike B. Bam. That's Bam. a mouthful. We'll see y'all on the Soul Clap Twitch, or we'll see you next week on Schmoozin' with Stacy Hot Wax. Hail. Very excited for that one, too. This one's called Hear the Music. <laughs> <laughs>